0: You're listening to Lebs On League Season 2022 with your hosts Johnny K. Roos, and Chris Daha. The views expressed by the panel of Lebson League are either our opinions or intended simply as entertainment. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening to wherever you are and whenever you are listening to this podcast. Whether you're fighting for the right to play finals ended with a 22-12 loss to the St. George Illawarra Dragons or a, in inverted commas, Ticketing gaff has cost Souths the right to be fairly represented at this week's elimination final, or you are making some sweet love to that somebody special. We are Lebs on League, where Gripple Lebs discuss all things NRL, no holes barred. And with me to discuss rugby league, as per usual, the beast from the Middle East, Bas Bird. Good evening, gentlemen, and um, I must say,
1: the NRL needs a very, very, very big kick in the ass. Not
0: only the ticketing gaff, there's been quite a few gaffs this year. We'll discuss later. There's been many, many gaffes. This one's a big one though, because by the time they fixed this technical issue, not many South supporters uh, had a chance to get some tickets for this game. Going to well, be well, very wait, one-sided.
1: Hang on, why? You guys keep saying there is no rooster supporters. There isn't any. They don't go to games. So how come? I'm sure. All 3,000 of our fans got their tickets and the rest
0: could be yours. I know, Bass, but how, how magnificent does that make the Sydney Football Stadium that it's right smack bang in the heartland of both Souths and Roosters fans that this this game is going to be absolutely chock a block, and it could be filled by either all Roosters fans or all South fans. Unfortunately, in this particular case, the NRL has made sure that it's going to be mostly Roosters fans. How that's fair, I don't really see, but you know, we'll get past it, won't we? As we do with all the other gaffes that the NRL has created yeah, this year.
1: Clarified? You still haven't clarified.
0: This is an elimination final. It's a huge game. I'd like to think that you might get some some Rooster supporters getting off their lounge and going to a game. Oh well. Wow. Okay. All three thousand of us, eh? I don't know why you're feeling really hard done by Bass. You're the ones that have got all the tickets. It wasn't done by the Roosters. Take up your umbrage with the NRL. Well, how convenient for you guys. Anyway, we do digress. There is somebody still sitting in the background, waiting to be introduced, as per usual, from our friends at One Touch Waterproofing for all your waterproofing needs. Christaha. Hi, hey, boys. Semi-final footy this week. Chris, and what I'm,
2: are you? And I'm nursing my new colours. What are you wearing? Our viewers can't really see them, so Johnny, you might
0: have to take a photo and put it up yes,
2: on do, social media.
0: do. Uh... I'll take a screenshot of this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There. Look at look at the swami looks that you guys are giving.
2: Can you tell
0: our listeners what I'm wearing? Yes, uh, for those who can't see what we're doing right now. uh, And also, by the way, just for the benefit of the the listening uh, audience at home, I have COVID and uh, we are once again recording this program remotely. Chris is sitting on Bass's Lounge on the other end of this Skype wearing the tricolour scarf. And it does suit you, Chris. It really does suit you. What can I say? It, it does. It, it looks all
2: right. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't no look Those colours are the most beautiful colours known to men. So look, I, I already, I already said I was barking for the Roosters for this final series. So it's official. I'm yeah. a Rooster for four weeks.
0: So are you going to get one of those, um, those puffer jacket dresses that you've got, like um, with the? Oh, uh, uh, I've got one. Well, for it. actually, actually, <laughs>
2: the Roosters ones actually look all right. They're a bit more stylish. Yeah, so absolutely. I might like, <laughs> like, get one of those.
0: Yeah, not, Chris, you make me sick.
1: And no, no, not make you sick. You're a South fan. COVID made you sick, and it's funny how you South fans just keep getting sick. Maybe it's the immune system. Maybe it's the lack of nutrients out redfern way. Anyway,
0: maybe it's the or something like that. Uh, I don't, I don't you know. Can't say oh, you can't Fuck say that. Fuck me, Chris. <laughs> All right, boys. It's September. It's spring. It's finals time. What a crazy weekend of footy. The Eels beat the Storm for the the battle of the fourth spot. The Rabbitohs let the Roosters beat them to show their game plan for this weekend. The Cowboys look great against the Panthers' New South Wales Cup side. Uh, And the West Tigers showed their fans that it's going to take a lot more than an off-season to fix their problems. Now's where you guys talk. No one wants to say anything? Oh, well, Well, just on the
2: West Tigers, quickly. Just on the West Tigers, I heard Tim Sheen say today that it's going to take a bigger rebuild. When he first took over in 2003. So he's already on the back foot saying it's going to take bigger. Because when he first came in, he says, oh, we need a development coach. We've got kids coming through and everything like that. And the future's bright. And now he's saying it's going to take a bigger rebuild than, what, 2003. When yeah. so t- he t- took t- over. So now he's realized what a that thing is.
1: Let me tell you something, right? For all Tigers fans, you have been dudded yet again. You have been shortchanged yet again. Both Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall are taking a payday, and let me fucking tell you why. They've instilled a caretaker coach in Brett Kamali, and they've effectively just thrown him in there and said, you're on your fucking own. Now, if you know you're taking over next year with the mindset of preparing Benji to take over from you, you'd think you would have got in there now, sat down with Brett Kamali, Benji, and Tim Sheens and said, right, This is what we're looking at doing. This is what we're looking where we're looking to take the club. And this is what we want you, the caretaker coach, to start instigating and instilling from now. But because they know this season is an absolute fucking write-off, they've thrown this poor guy to the to the sharks. They've just washed their hands clean of this season because it's an absolute debacle. And with all due respect to the Tigers and their fans, do not think for one second. The addition of Apikorosel and Isaiah papalee are going to turn your fortunes around. You are favourites for the wooden spoon again next year. And I know there's also a rumour that they've been chasing hard to get um, John Bateman, John Bateman from, over, from England to come back over here. John Bateman couldn't get out of Australia fast enough. I don't know what you're bringing him back for. He'll be homesick in no time. But didn't Benji leave Fox Sports? Didn't he quit Fox Sports?
0: So he can, so he, can help okay. Him. Is, is that what but, he said? But he quit Fox Sports. But what's he doing? But to hit the he? ground running. Exactly. Exactly. But where is he? He hasn't been sighted anywhere near the joint. What's he doing? So, so when are they starting then? When are they officially starting their rebuild? November,
2: November, November one. November one. And Brett Kamali won't even get another job. No, he won't. He won't get a job. They've crushed Brett Kamali's future coaching prospects. Like even if they put little place like things in place for 23. Why wouldn't they do now for the twelve weeks after they sacked Madge? I don't understand. That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah. I just well, I just, anyway, that's
0: that's a topic that we will discuss in another podcast. There's yeah, way too powerful. many things that we need to get through today because we are talking about finals and let's go through the top eight for one last time this season. Of course, finishing in first place is the Panthers, followed by the Cronulla Sharks, the North Queensland Cowboys, Parramatta Eels, Melbourne Storm in fifth, Sydney Roosters sixth, South Sydney Rabbitohs in seventh, and Canberra Raiders. Make up the full top eight. Let's now also quickly go through the bottom eight. Brisbane Boncos, a ninth spot. Tenth is the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Eleventh, the Manly Seagulls. Twelfth, Canterbury Bulldogs. Thirteenth, Gold Coast Titans. Fourteenth, Newcastle Knights. Fifteenth, New Zealand Warriors. And sixteenth, Stone Motherless Last. And with the 2022 Wooden Spoon, as handed to them by the Dragons, according to Chris last week, the West. Tigers, congratulations, your season was poo with just four wins, which embarrassingly, those four wins are against the Eels in round six, the Rabbitohs the following week, both games in Golden Point, the Bulldogs in round 11, and the Broncos in round 20. Well, they ah.
1: we won three games, the Tigers, with uh, Madge, and they've won one game with Kamala. And like I said, the, Tim Sheens and uh, his understudy, have pretty much washed their hands of the joint for the for the remainder of the year, saying, whatever you see, we want to keep ourselves as far away as possible as we can from any – and don't forget, Tim Sheens was there from the beginning of the year. So how he has absolved himself of any responsibility is beyond me, absolutely beyond me. He's been there the
0: whole way, just as Ben Iken has been there from the very beginning of this year with the Brisbane Broncos, mind you. While we are on the ladder, let's go through our predictions from the start of this year. you guys ready for this? Yes. Chris, you didn't do your homework when we did this exercise at the beginning of the year. You oh, were clearly God. making up your top eight on the spot, and you only got as far as your top seven, by the way. Let's so do- let's go Let's go through that. So Chris's top seven, <laughs> honestly. Well- <laughs> I actually got a couple right. No, you didn't. Okay. You had in first place, you had the Roosters. You're going to get a half mark because they made the top eight. You had the Penrith Panthers. I'm going to give you a pass because that was only one spot difference. The Eels, I'm going to give you a a pass for that in third because they actually made fourth spot. And the Storm in fourth is what you predicted. I'm going to give you a pass. They made fifth. The Sea Eagles in fifth, that's a fail. Souths in sixth, that is a pass. The Dragons in seventh, that is a fail. And you didn't have a top eight. (laughs) And you didn't have a bottom eight as well.
2: We didn't even know what the
1: top
0: eight was. He the stopped last at week. the Dragons. So his prediction for the Dragons was seven. <laughs> that was how he got to that point. Yeah. All right, Bass, yeah. your top eight. Uh, you had the Roosters in one. We were up. undefeated, weren't we? You were undefeated. Well yeah. done. Congratulations on that yeah. prediction, Bass. Uh, this is your three feet. You do know that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. The Eels in second it's place.
1: Shame, it's a shame that you don't figure in any of that conversation.
0: <laughs> just let's get through this again you had roosters in one eels in two seagulls in three big fail panthers you had in fourth spot the storm you had in fifth place that's a big tick that's correct the sharks you had in six south you had in seventh again tick and you had uh the titans in eight that's a big fail the,
2: the remaining
0: eight you had the raiders um in ninth so that's a very close one the dragons in tenth correct tick on that one Then you had the Knights, the Bulldogs, Warriors, Cowboys in 15th and uh, the West Tigers in 16th. Congratulations. So Bass, your top eight, you had six from eight, correct, in the top eight. And you had two from four in the top four. My top eight prediction, I had the Roosters, I had the Panthers, Storm and the Seagulls, the Eels in fifth, the Bunnies in sixth, Sharks in seventh and the Dragons in eighth. The, The bottom eight was Titans, Raiders. Broncos, Knights, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cowboys again, uh, and Tigers, correct. So, Bass, you win simply because you got the most right. You actually picked three correct positions, but you put, you called six from eight, the and top let me eight, just, let me just talk, two from four.
1: Let me just say on Manly, because you and I both had Manly in our top four. We, we all picked Manly in our no, top eight anyway. It just goes to show you their entire prospects hinge on one player. Had he been fit for the majority of the season – I'm going to stick by my words and say they make the top four.
2: I can't believe they had the Dragons in eight. You.
0: Why? He did that out of sympathy, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think that if you guys played to your potential, Chris, you guys should have made the top eight. The fact that your your year was an abysmal failure, I mean, there's not much I could do about that. That was up to your team and your coach, really. Four points out.
2: Four points out. I well, think you did 30, you did a you 28 or 30.
0: Before we discuss the
1: rounds that were for this week and then go on to the finals and briefly discuss the rounds that were, uh, today it comes out that the NRL is going to suspend uh, and May? May. May for his assault charge. But lo and behold, his suspension won't <laughs> be served this year, his suspension will be served for the first two rounds of next year.
0: Okay, can you please explain that to me? Because I read that and I do not understand it.
1: Because they said, and I quote from what they they wrote in their uh, summary, that the seriousness of it wasn't enough for it to warrant a penalty during the finals campaign.
0: Well, hang on a sec. A ban I, is a ban. A suspension is a suspension.
1: suspension. Correct. If you if you deem it suspension worthy, it is to be served asap. But again. Penrith, and I stand by my words, being the breed, the biggest breeding ground of junior rugby league in this country, Penrith are getting a rails run to keep their fans and that whole area engaged and entertained and to keep
2: producing junior football players. Right, is, there, is, is there a new set of rules now? Obviously so- there is.
0: Well, they can obviously cherry-pick when someone's suspended and when someone's not. I I don't understand this. Is it a new rule? Is this part of that? Didn't they lay down some new laws later on, you know, earlier this year saying, well, we're going to start treating the finals and representative games differently. Is that part of this?
1: I well, I
2: don't
1: know. Well, let me tell you this. You suspend somebody for the first two games of next year, they've got a whole season to make up for those games. Those games effectively don't mean anything. You want to actually punish someone. You punish them by missing finals football. I didn't play the regular season, and that's all I wanted to play. I played the regular season to play finals footy. He got charged with assault.
0: I know. But, it's right? a, it's now, a big one.
1: Now, Mitchell Pierce a couple of years ago, wasn't charged with anything other than being drunk and stupid, copped a $120,000 fine and a nine-match suspension. This guy was charged with common assault. And the NRL wants to get tough.
0: The NRL's That's
1: inconsistencies...
0: The, NRL the NRL's well, inconsistencies are an absolute joke.
1: We sung Valandis praises when he took over the job, but slowly but surely, I'm starting to think, you know what? You're no better than your, predece- your predecessor, Todd Greenhood, Okay? because the hard decisions are not being made. And let me tell you what the NRL came out with today. Also, on top of that, K. this year... There has been less charges and less suspensions than previous years. Well, that's not because foul play has decreased. That's because your reluctance on actually sus- charging and suspending
2: players. So, but what about what about fining people? How much people have been fined? That's what you? I'm saying. Instead they're of getting charging
1: more they're fining.
2: Yeah. That's right. Oh, no. And, and Jared, sending 40 letters to your yeah, parents. So that's a charge anyway. If you're getting fined, that's a charge.
0: Jared Warrior so, Hargraves is still playing. Nelson is so for Solomona is still playing. Why have we not had as many suspensions? I don't understand it. <laughs> now, you can gloss over and uh, doctor any statistics
1: to make him look favourable for whatever bullshit you're trying to spin. And this is what the NRL is trying to spin. We've taken foul play out of the game. No, you fucking haven't. If you've taken foul play out of the game, you've
0: replaced it with shitty referee. Bass, I agree with you. I think we'll talk about this weekend's games, but we're only going to be talking about the games that mattered. I think the games that didn't matter, let's just gloss over. We don't have enough time because we do need to talk about the finals games that will be taking place this weekend. Are we ready to start, boys? Yep, rumble. The the Eels beat the Storm 22 points to 14, 8-0 at halftime to the Eels, and in the end, three tries all. Amazingly, no one... In the bin for Melbourne. I find that amazing. The difference, Mitch Moses kicking three from three try conversions and two from two penalty kicks. Nick Manley kicking only one from three try conversions attempts. I'm not sure about you guys, but I wasn't convinced that Storm was really trying to win this one. Uh, I
1: told you that in last week's podcast.
0: They'd throw this game. And i tell you what, if you wanted any evidence,
1: what about Munster lining up from in front? Needed to kick the goal to keep the game alive for the last three he minutes. It. He, Do you reckon he's done it on purpose? Mate, you need this kick. He's a left footer.
0: He can't. Okay, kick. why
1: take it? Give it to somebody else.
0: In isolation, in isolation, you could be forgiven for saying, "Look, that was just an accident." He kicked two um, goal line dropouts that didn't go the ten meters. He kicked off from the halfway line for a kickoff and kicked it straight to Sevo to touch it so he can take it out. Mate, the number of mistakes that guy made during the day that were either incredibly lazy or just a little too convenient. But you're right, Bassett, 22 points to 14 with about a minute and a half to go. He misses a kick that he should have got every single day of the week.
1: And guess what happens for losing that game? They get a home semi against Canberra in Melbourne. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. The NRL and Melbourne got what they wanted, a home semi in Victoria, and that's what it was all about. Well, just, it means just a start death, though. And don't forget, at the end of the day, they made sure they didn't play any... They turned on their footy for the last 10 minutes, Melbourne. They were nowhere in that game till the 70th minute. They turned on in the last 10 minutes. Wow. Please. And Nelson Asofa solomona was uh, put on report for a non-incident. There was nothing in what he did that was just a reflex reaction to the flack that he copped in the press the week before. If you're going to fucking charge him, charge him when he's done
0: something. He actually, Are you talking about when he um, hit Moses late? Yes. Yeah.
1: Nothing in that whatsoever. Nothing in it whatsoever. And it didn't even warrant a fine. They didn't look at it again. But this just goes to show you Ashley Klein. Hey, I'll make the hard decisions. You're on report. You idiot. He did nothing. This week, Parramatta playing a finals footy uh, against Penrith. I reckon Par- P- Parramatta, I know they've beaten Penrith twice this year in Melbourne. I reckon in this finals game, Parramatta are going to be found so badly wanting, it's not funny.
0: Oh, I agree. And I, I think we'll discuss that more when we talk about that game. But, Bass, I've made notes very similar to what you're saying there. I think it's going to be a bit of a rude shot for those guys. The only other thing I really want to talk about that game before we move on, and we are doing very well with moving on, um, I absolutely really did enjoy watching Mitchell Moses put a bit of a shot on Bromwich and putting him in on his ass. It was the tackle of the round for me uh, and did surprise me a little, um, in all honesty. Great shot, Richard. Parramatta in previous years have gone
1: into the semis, spluttering and misfiring. This year, they're on an upward trajectory, so I think their fans will feel quietly confident. But they're coming in against a red-hot Panther side who are rested, rested,
0: rested. And then when they want to put it on, they put it on. Yep. Um, we're going to race through these because we're going to talk more about finals than what happened on the weekend, just so that you guys know at home what we're trying yep. to do here. The Bulldogs beat the Sea hutters 21-20. to 20. There's no interest in discussing this game whatsoever. The only thing I did want to mention was I found it really interesting in the last 20 minutes. The Bulldogs had... Everything go their way. I haven't seen anything so one-sided in my entire life, and the only other moment I thought was gorgeous was Jerry Marshall King milk high shot, and you know went down and, and and shook his head like he was concussed, and then was shocked when the uh, the video referee doctor said he's got to come off for an HIA. You played for it, you
1: got it. Well done. I know everybody's
0: talking about
1: Manly season came to a, a crushing thud during that Pride Jersey debacle, but apparently. The rumor is the Manly has been fractured internally since last year during that bubble when they went up to Queensland for four months. While the entire Manly team was forced to live in a hotel, Mr. Daly Cherry Evans and his family were given the okay to go live in a private residence by themselves. So the Manly players, all in a bubble, in a hotel, Daly Cherry Evans, in a house with his family privately. And uh, Dez allowed that. I don't know how the NRL allowed that. But at the end of the day, you can't, as the captain, you need to be saying to the boys, I'm in the trenches with you. I'm the same as you. I'm only your spokesman on field. I'm your spiritual leader. Yeah. But to segregate and separate yourself from the rest of the team is a bit rich. That's why Des has lost the the dressing room, and that's why Cherry has lost the respect of the players. Well,
0: we, we saw that Danny Widler thing where obviously um, Turbo and DCE front up together, and Turbo's there to support DCE, and DCE's there to say that he supports, of course, Des Hasler. And apparently they instigated it, and I'm just thinking, wow, this is a bit interesting, isn't it? So obviously you, you guys are feeling the stress here.
1: Well, the other rumour is that both, both the Turbo brothers want out, and they've come together for another another pr stunt by manly they just love to try and smooth things over in the public eye there's big trouble down manly way big trouble
0: watch this well when we discussed that dce is not the man that delivered them much this year when he really when the chips were down he's the million dollar man so as you can imagine there's going to be a lot of disgruntled players out there at the moment in the manly system that just don't think that he's got the salary cap he's got special preferential treatment Mate, there's going to be some players that get really dirty on that. They're going, well, I'm I'm just as important. I've been playing hard. Look at Schuster. Schuster wanted to be um, 5'8 this year. Kieran Foran got the position over Schuster, and now he's off to, what, the Titans? Is that where well, he's going? Well, Schuster's manager's come forward and said, you promised my client that he'd be playing
1: 5'8. So they've had to now move uh, Kieran Foran on. So there's a lot of unsettled...
0: Shit going on at Manly. It's a house of cards, and it's let's watch this space. And uh, and if they don't get their shit together in the off-season, Bass, which is highly unlikely, then they're going to have a painful year. They have completely underachieved. As we all picked them to be part of our top eight this year, they were chada. That last half of the season was absolute shocking. The Roosters beat the Bunnies 26-16. to 16. Twenty to six at halftime and four tries to three in the end. Cam Murray went within the first minute again with a head knock. The guy simply doesn't know how to tackle. What did you think of this game, Bass? I thought we played well, but like
1: I said to you last week, that game counts for nothing. At the end of the day, all of it counted for was home ground advantage for this for this weekend.
0: I Which thought... we don't see we don't see as a home ground disadvantage until, of course, the ticketing gap. Now it's going to be a sea of Roosters supporters. It might have not been a disadvantage to you guys, but playing at ACOR would have been a disadvantage to us.
1: True in that. I also believe that our coach did not rest players. Had it been... For that purpose. No, no, no. Had it been a game at the SCG or a game at the old Allianz State, he would have rested players. But I don't think he wanted it to go down in the record books as an opening game to our new stadium that we huffed and puffed about in the press. Is it our home? It's not South's home and stuff. To go down with an L next to your the the score sheet for that game. So he played his full complement, and he paid the price because Manu's out now for three weeks.
0: Yeah, that's terrible. And all the uh, the feedback I got from friends of mine that I know that went to the game is it is an outstanding place to go to. And I um, I was supposed to be joining friend of the podcast, Larumanos, on that one, but unfortunately tested positive during the week for COVID. And I've really got a
1: question the medical staff at South Sydney Carews, for one reason and one reason only, right? Victor Radley went down with concussion last couple of weeks ago. We sat him out last week. During the year Luke Curie went down, we sat him out for six weeks. Yeah? Cam Murray's had repeated headlocks this year, and a lot of them have been in the first tackle of a game. Origin, this game and stuff. For South to be playing him the following week because it's a do-or-die match,
0: Actually, no, Bass, but as part of the protocols, he does have to go to an independent neurosurgeon.
2: That's fine.
0: Yeah, and plays a big part in that, and that's independent. That's, and, that's... And, I, and I think a lot of it also has to do with his willingness to play as well. So if he passes the protocols and he wants to play, I do completely understand it, that.
1: Do you think it, look, it took Luke Curie six weeks to get over
0: his concussion? You don't know the severity of it. I mean, no, no, we know, do, yeah, how much, no, we do.
2: Yeah, but how much information do they know about head knocks and... Brain a, damage and everything. It's how a much, semi-final game.
1: It's a semi-final game. You don't think he would have done whatever he could to make sure he played?
0: No, look, 100%. Look, I tend to agree with you, Bass, in the sense that if it was my brain or if it was the brain of my son, I'd be very concerned about him going into this game. I don't you um, playing.
1: I don't, no, don't begrudging playing. No, it is an important game. No, but no. what if he gets injured another headlock this game?
0: Oh, he's in a lot of trouble, Bass, and they'll know about it. And no, he could go no. the way of Luke Kiry, who missed extensive periods of time. Um, was it last season that he, he missed most of the season due to head knocks? No, no, no. Last year was me. He could be one of those cases that starts to lose a lot of time, a la Boyd Cordner, with ongoing concussions.
2: It's not just, but, it's not just Cam Murray. What about Eddie Farrow just stopping oh, and starting? Oh, yeah, Eddie Farrow made himself known again this, uh, this week. You know, holding the play up and and checking for Havili. Oh,
1: H- Havili's uh, concussion, <laughs> concussion was outstanding. Oh,
2: that was a great one. Come on, Camus. What have you got on Havili? That was a great... <laughs> r- has r- Louis Romanos got a stat on her billy for and us? The w- and the week before and the week before was Totola getting getting absolutely smashed in the ribs and then going off for a HIA. South are
1: flouting the rules, but Louis Romanos has got no stats on that for us this week.
0: No, no, no. I'll go through my notes from Louis Romanos, and I haven't seen okay. anything along the lines of South flouting any rules just yet. Okay. Um, but we'll, if anything <laughs> does come through, if I do manage to find something, I'll let you guys know. Just
2: to, light, just to let you know, on, on probably the hour mark or 65 minutes in, uh, John... Uh, Sean Johnson. Alex Johnson was on 16 metres. He made 16 metres, three yeah, runs. Yeah,
0: yeah, he has a tendency to do that. And and i got to say, I'd like to think that this weekend, someone like um, Latrell Mitchell will actually give a shit about this game, um, decide that he's going to run for it, even if he does see a sea of tricolours coming at you. How many times did he run sideways? Not once did that pay off for him, including one time where he just ran sideways across half the field only to get tackled inside his own goal line it was just it was pathetic and the guy needs to straighten up and i need to see some effort from that guy this week because i tell you what he gets paid a lot of money not to do a lot of work he doesn't touch the ball half as not i wouldn't say half is not fair a quarter of the as much as what teddy touches the ball in a game of football they're two very different fullbacks yet he just sort of seems to think that every once in a while he's allowed to get the ball when he wants it and then he'll try and make some magic happen and you know to his credit Nine times out of 10, something nice happens when he gets the ball. Didn't happen on the weekend. You can't take that for granted, and you can't keep playing that card. And I tell you what, he was bitterly disappointing. I wasn't disappointed in that game. I just thought, you know what? This game doesn't mean anything. Um, and I think that the Roosters did show a lot of their game plan with the way that they tried to take out Latrell Mitchell. And and I think that they're going to – I don't know what they can do about that, but at least they know that's what's happening come this weekend. Well. well, um, well, because,
2: well well, the difference is they've got their two tall timbers back, mate, on the wing. So, so better if if Latrell doesn't do anything at the back, the two wingers of the Roosters are going to do damage on the other two wingers.
1: It's not that we showed our cards and what we're going to do on Latrell. That should be everybody's game plan. You need to shut down
2: the most effective player in your opposition. But he they is. Do what gets, but if you guys do it again, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, I mean, it's normal. And here's the thing, Johnny. <clears throat> I know. We've
1: discussed this ad nauseum about Alex Johnson. Right, nobody, nobody is denying the fact the guy is sitting on 160 tries. That's fantastic. That's awesome. But where were those runs that were needed by your club on the weekend when the forwards were? Re- and this is what I keep saying to you: the more meters your back three gains, the less meters your forwards going to run back from the kick. At the at the 60 minute mark, he had 16 meters 16 on the board. Meters. On the board. Yeah, he yep. had a
0: good game. And um, I'm hoping for as big a game from him this weekend. Well, let's talk a bit more about that when we actually talk about um, the uh, the games this weekend. Did you see there was a moment where I saw um, the look in um, Cody Walker's eyes and the look in Keery's eyes. Keery's always looking up and down the field constantly. He is looking at what he's going to do next and not only what he's going to do next, how he's going to build something for three plays. Cody Walker was just walking Jody Walker was just waiting for the ball to come to him, and then he was going to decide what he does, mate. There's no scheming in what he does; it's all eyes up footy. And I tell you what, come finals time, I just don't think there's enough. He saw red a few times in that game. He was more concerned about remonstrating with the
1: referee. He was more concerned about the argy but. Look, he made a break. They're on the front foot. Rather than get up and play the ball as fast as he can, he was worried about putting an elbow into someone and 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 and,
0: you know (laughs) getting. Getting involved in the rough stuff. He He almost blew that try. Absolutely. The Titans beat the Warriors 27 points to 26. Nothing that we want to talk about with this game. (laughs) We're going to move on. Well done, Uh, let's move on. I was actually shocked anyway to hear that. Why? Because I got to the
2: game. I got to the game they were winning and then I flicked it on NRL side and I saw
0: 27-26. I turned away from them around the time that they turned the game around because I had picked, the Titans in the family tipping competition. And I just thought, oh, you blew it. And then when I saw the score in the end, I thought that they did that in the last seven minutes. Well done to them. Uh, it was probably the only seven minutes of the game worth watching. The St George, Illawarra Dragons beat the Brisbane Dumbo's 22 points to 12, 10-6 at half time to the Dragons, and they won four tries to two. A must-win game, a winnable must-win game. I guess that final Figo try, where he broke or ran past nine players, summed up the Broncos' effort for me. Well, they didn't. They didn't really threaten all night,
2: really. I, I was, I was waiting for them to put a score on us, really, and they just didn't show up. Like Adam Reynolds was just did not do anything at all.
1: The game that they played against the Roosters about five weeks ago was the end of their season. That was that was their last game. They haven't turned up since. I think they lost six out of their last seven games.
0: They were sitting in fourth spot in round 19, okay? Since then, they um, they lost to the West Tigers, 32 points to 18. They lost to the Roosters, 34 points uh, to 16. They lost to the Storm 60 to 12. They lost to the Eels, 53 to 6. Uh, they lost to the Dragons on the weekend, 22 to 12. They won one game, and that was against the Knights. So they went from round 19 in fourth spot to missing the top eight. Losing to the Tigers was the game. That's what went here yeah, for them. They, because they win that game, they're on 30. Yeah, talk about uh, a terrible way to go out. As a lot of money and resource went into the Broncos, watching Ben Eiken in the dressing room and the look on his face, I guess we are all asking the same questions that you could see that was going through his mind was, what sure. the fuck just happened?
1: They're lamenting their last five rounds of the year. Uh, no arguments about that. But their season as a whole is a pass mark. Considering where they were last year and where they ended up this year, their season is a pass.
0: I'd agree with you on that one, Bass. But then then, then you look at what they've just done to actually go from a top four spot, which we, we all said they were punching above their weight and we agreed. But they should have, by all rights, made that top eight from that top four spot. It's a real bad smudge on the um, the performance of this year. And I agree with you, Bass, considering where we thought they were going to be. And if you look at what we all tipped them to be um, this year as well, they outplayed themselves and they overachieved.
2: They set up their season and they should have made the eight. So so for for them to not make the eight is, like Johnny said, is a foul because they did set it up. Car- Carrigan's suspension also was very costly yeah. in the end.
0: Yeah. Very much so. The North Queensland Cowboys beat the... Panthers, New South Wales side, 38 points to eight, 20 to nil at halftime and seven tries to two in the end. You know when you get in the car and you try and find the footy on the radio um, and you give it a few seconds and the names they're calling are like Keegan Booksby and Vince Malacos, Ron Panosta, and then you go, ah, this is AFL. This is what it was like listening to this game being called. I'm going, is this an AFL team? No, this is NRL. This, you, know this know what annoys- <laughs> you know what annoyed me about that game?
1: What's that? The Cowboys players cheered every try like they were beating the Panthers' first-grade side in a grand final. Like, where was Chad Townsend to go, calm the fuck down? This is a game we're expected to win and expected to win comfortably. Let's just go through the motions, lock up sec- uh, lock up our top-four spot, and move on. Let's get through this with no injuries. Carrying on like they fucking beat the first-grade penitentiary. They played the Badgerys Creek Bogans
0: watching very much same thing unfold and I just thought you, you're treating this like you' you're beating the Penrith Panthers you're not this is actually a, a New South Wales Cup team effectively with a couple of first graders thrown in and that's what you've done and even in the end they just sort of you know I guess it was nice for the fans but they walked around like they they just won a grand final it was it was a bit much and I I hope what, I, I what hope they the got problem? their heads together bass for this weekend what was the final score 38 points to eight
1: well, they missed two shots at goal, but to allow to allow like a, a a fucking non-entity side score two tries against your full-strength first-grade side, I don't think the Cowboys should be cheering shit.
0: No, there was there was a gorgeous moment though. I think it was um I can't remember which which Panthers player it was. Got Jeremiah Nanai in a tackle, and uh, and was smack talking him, and then you just watch Nanai get up and just you could you could just hear the words like. Yeah, bitch, I don't even know your name and you're smack talking (laughs) me. Just get back on side. But you know, the the Cowboys looked great in the sense that they want to be seen to be those players. You know, the way that every one of those guys managed to play, you know, Val Holmes, the way he he ran right and all that sort of thing. You just think this is who they want to be. This is who Todd Payton wants them to be but they're not who they were on the weekend in the reality. I know that they finished in the top three, but that's not who they are in reality. And I think come finals time, I think it's going to be a straight sets and out for these guys.
1: I reckon both them – well, the saving grace is Cronulla and the Cowboys play each other. One of them is going to win one game. One of them is going to go out in straight sets. The other ones going to follow soon after, I think.
0: Yeah, so that's right. One of those is going to have to win – Otherwise, everyone's going out in straight sets. Yep, completely agree. I was a bit surprised, however, that um, they didn't rest some of their squad considering that um, the Sharks were always going to to play to win for second spot if they had to. So the fact that they played a full-strength side, they were always going to finish in third spot. The Storm or um, the Eels weren't going to take third spot away from them. I, I thought this was a good opportunity for these guys to rest some plays, and they didn't.
2: They did it. But if the if the Cowboys lost, no, no, then what if Cronulla rested plays the next day? No, no.
1: Well, if well, the Cowboys we... won, they were hoping they could mount enough of a forward against that. If the Sharks won, they could jump them. Yeah, that's, that's. what it was all about. Yeah,
2: but yeah, but the only reason why they yeah they had to win to get second, and if if and if they lost, I reckon Cronulla would have rested the next day.
0: I believe that the the Sharks would have been forced to play for the win no matter what. But does it make a difference if they rested and then the Sharks rested? is that a better position for them to be in or did they want them to play and, and potentially get a few injuries? Case in point, Talakai. Well, it's going to be home. Out. That's
2: that's what it is. It's, it's home, home at a You go from playing in Cronulla or playing in Townsville? Mate, playing that, in Townsville would that, be an enviable task for the Sharks. So the Cowboys played to played to get a home set in Townsville.
0: And, and and prayed that the Knights would have somehow turned up against the well, Sharks. They
2: did, turn up. They, did, they did turn up a bit. I mean, if they had half a brain, or a decent side, and they, they gave him a good run, but they just fell, they
0: fell apart. The second half sort of ran away with him, but it was, yeah, the first up until about 10, 15 minutes in the second half, it was a bit of a seesaw battle they were there. Yeah. And a special mention uh, to the on-field ref, Todd Smith. How Aussie is that name, Todd Smith? Uh, our hearts, thoughts and prayers go out to him. He's a bit of a ginger, and we understand he got pretty badly burnt from the Queensland Country Bank Stadium lights. Get well soon, mate. Uh, the Sharks beat the Knights 38 points to 16, 12 all at halftime. The Knights just did not go away, as we discussed. They were still in into it up until about the 54th, 55th minute. Then the Sharks took control. It was a bit of a seesaw battle up until then. A bit of a scare with Talakai going down. But apart from that, very much expected the result. The Sharks, of course, finishing off in second spot with a home final.
1: Newcastle need to be on the market for a new coach. They're kidding if they go yeah. into the next if they go into next year with the same coach. Expect the same do- dour season.
2: They were a bit clunky, Cronulla though. They yeah. were. I know. think
0: they were a bit surprised. Um, I think they might have taken it a bit
2: too easy. They didn't complete their sets. They dropped the ball. Nico Heinz kicking <laughs> it. You know, they, they, it's not probably the ideal preparation. Yeah, but
0: many would say you want to get that sort of a game out of the way then. Yeah. So. Hundred percent. Final game of the 2022 season proper. The Raiders emasculated the Tigers 56 to 10, 42 0 at half time, uh, nine tries to two in the end. Should the storm be concerned with the way the Raiders played this weekend, or does the Tigers' performance mean a stealing power of nothing?
1: Don't worry about this weekend. The Raiders have won their last four games against Melbourne in Melbourne. And that's the big one. That's the big one. Look, they've got the forward pack to do it. I'm not so convinced about their backs. Jerome Hughes was a big out for the Storm. But I think with last chances on the board, I think uh, it'll be a different Melbourne side that you see right now.
0: Well, we're about to talk about that in a minute now. So nothing more so on that game because we kind of expected that. The only thing that we do need to say is congratulations to the Tigers. What a terrible season. They and, were uh,
1: one try away, K-Roos. They were one try away to have the the all-time highest first-half score put on them.
2: Yeah, which will be 48.
1: 48 points. points. They, they went into the halftime break at 42.
0: We've got to get Adam Dway here on at some point during yeah, the off-season and just talk about what their prospects are. Sooners. All right, boys. Uh, the NRL finals, week one. Um, first place, fourth. Second place, third. In the two qualifying finals where the winner gets a week off. And the loser plays the winner of the two elimination finals. Game one on Friday night. The Panthers play host the Eels at Bogan Stadium in Penrith. The Panthers are $1. thirty-seven, and the Eels are $3.10. The Panthers, I see, have rested very few players this weekend. Yes, I dare say they'd rest none, but <laughs> I find those odds a bit perplexing
1: considering Paramount has been twice this year. I really do. I, I can understand Penrith being the favourites, But
0: $3? I feel like the Panthers are going to come in on this one and they're just going to play classic Panthers finals footy, which is no matter whether they got their mojo in or not, they are going to play as hard, as fast, and rely on their youth uh, the way that they always do. Um, It's going to be a tough game for the Eels.
1: I think the the forward packs will cancel each other out. I think the back five for Penrith are going to teach the back five for... Parramatta, a very valuable rugby league lesson.
0: Nathan Cleary is back, of course. They've got, you know, Jerome Hughes as his partner in crime. Jake Arthur, his name in the Hughes? interchange. Jerome Sorry? Hughes? Is Jerome Hughes his partner in crime? We know not, it's not Jerome Hughes. But it's not Luai. Jerome, Jerome Luai. I've got COVID. My brain is fucking mashed potato. I've been shit all year. <laughs> Thanks, Bass. That makes me feel great. Real, it's really kind words to say where I'm sitting at home feeling a bit sad and sorry for myself. Jake Arthur is named on the interchain and has a license to replace somebody apparently in the second half. Who knows what's going on there?
1: Is Jake Arthur playing?
0: He's on the bench.
1: He's got a license to attack. He's got a license to walk out on the field from daddy.
2: I can't believe he's playing in the semi-final. Mate, it's a semi-final game. He's rolling the Last week, Nathan Brown came back from a finger
1: injury, played in the lower grades, came out unscathed. You're going into a finals bash fest against Penrith, and you're playing Jacob Arthur. Well done. That's why Brad Arthur is a fucking dope. Don't
2: bash
0: him. Jake Arthur's not going to be the hero of this game, let's face it, number one. But what the, the real potential is, is that if it all goes south because he comes on and he's not an impact player... And he doesn't do what, you know, an interchange is supposed to do and he comes off the bench. He is going to be hated he's by not the Parramatta fans. He's
2: not going to any of the above. He
0: think- will he will not come on. Um that's my call. But that's even worse. At the end of the day. But, he, yeah, he, it's worse. What a waste. He uses him to
1: rest, Reed Money, if the game's won or if there's an injury. But you want an impact player. Jacob Arthur off the mark is
2: a slow motion replay would you you put Cartwright against his old club? Wouldn't you put Cartwright on the bench? I mean, he can play, he can play back row centre, uh, hook up if he has to, in the halves. Look, you know, Jacob, uh, Brad Arthur is going to force
0: his son
1: upon the Parramatta faithful, whether they like it or not.
0: It seems like what's going to happen, Bass, and uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty in the end. And as Chris was saying... If he doesn't play in Bass, like you're suggesting, then that's even worse. It's an absolute waste, and I think they've made a yes, mistake. I,
2: mean, if I play with 16 on the 7 final Leave him on the bench. Yeah, your Ford's going to get bashed. Watch this face.
0: The second game this weekend is the first of the elimination finals, where the Storm will play a host to the Raiders in Melbourne. A dollar 35 for the Storm and three dollars 25 for the Raiders.
2: Did you forget two and three?
0: No, no, that's coming next. Okay. This is the second game of the, the weekend, Chris. Yes, Ricky Stewart's
1: already fired the first whinge. Uh, why is everybody getting seven and eight-day turnaround? And we're getting six. You finished fucking last in the eight, Ricky. That's why. That's you why, never, and
0: that's, that's how the whole thing fucking works. It's called an NRL draw. Look it up. Doesn't matter. You finished last in the eight. You don't get any professional treatment, Zabri. That's you play. I'm, they should
1: have made him play on Thursday night just to piss him off even more. What day did
2: he <laughs> <laughs> You want Sunday. You want seven a day? Day, yeah. Seven-day turnaround. Make him play on Thursday night.
0: Um, Where do you see this one going, guys? It looks like, um, you know, they get, uh, obviously, Jerome Hughes is back down in Melbourne. I know that they've beaten him there before. I think Melbourne's going to come out and play Melbourne football semi-final footy. There's, look. They know what to do. There's two unenviable
1: tasks in rugby league today. Playing Penrith in Penrith and then playing Melbourne in a finals game in Melbourne. I think Canberra beat Melbourne in a semi the year they made the grand final against us many years ago. That went down to the wire. If Melbourne does win, it's going to be a bash fest. There could be some uh, casualties
2: from this game. The funny thing is Melbourne's been beaten before in the past by eighth spot. Yeah. You know, Warriors I think was one. I think the Dragons were one year back in 99 when they played them there. I think they were was 5-8 then. Yeah, but don't go back no, no, to I'm the 19th. I'm talking they about... a good
0: football team. <laughs> I'm just talking about, I'm talking about past back Melbourne. Back in 1935, <laughs> I do recall Melbourne. that the Rabbitohs... And they've beaten in the man, what, four times, you said? The last four. In, in the last Melbourne.
2: four time. They get Jerome Hughes. He's a big inclusion. Look, it's going to be tough.
1: Look, with <laughs> Munster on the weekend being the only legitimate half in that squad... He was playing everywhere. He was both... Required to play fullback, reply, required to play halfback at 5A, attack, defend, blood. Jerome Hughes will take a lot of that pressure off Munster, freeing him up to play his style of footy. Like I said, I don't think. Just watch this face. Just for all our listeners, Johnny K. Ruse has just decided to get up, walk off the podcast, just to go relieve his uh,
2: bladder. Oh look! I think he's shitting himself from this. Well, what let's do you I, think he's, I don't think he's shitting himself, you know, on that's, that's now that he's gone, I saw a statistic to all our listeners I, out there. I saw a
1: statistic the other day yeah. saying the majority, the majority of people that have come down with COVID are South supporters because they're dirty. Is it? Is this the recording? You're they're right. dirty. Yes, they're dirty, filthy dogs, scumbags. They are. So I don't understand. Maybe if the country is trying to lower COVID cases or eradicate COVID altogether. Why don't we just take all the South supporters and put them on Garden Island and just leave them there?
2: No, I agree. Can we do that?
1: Yeah. Actually, Garden Island is too good
2: No, for that's it. too good.
1: What's Tasmania. The other no, what's your so one? Just send them to Tasmania. They're, Christmas. they're far enough away from the mainland. Oh, he's, back. he's back. Were you recording what were you recording whilst you were away?
0: Yeah. There's an interesting li- <laughs> <laughs> There's an interesting listen there for you, Karen. Oh, you, m- you <laughs> fucking <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to that now.
2: now
0: um, we're saying,
2: before you went trying, before you went to give us some warning. Drain trying, the, trying
0: to keep my fluids up. I have COVID. You're trying to keep
1: your fluids up by emptying them out from the b- Anyway, right. I think uh, Melbourne is going to exploit Xavier Savage's three mistakes in his game every game. They're going to rain hellfire down on him, I think. I think he's in for a rude welcome to finals footy. Xavier Savage.
0: And I think they're going to pick at Rapana. Um, $1.35 for the Storm, three twenty-five for the Raiders. Are we all picking the Storm on this one? I, yeah. think, I think they will get home at home. I believe so. The second qualifying final for the round is on Saturday night when the Sharks play host to the Cowboys at Point Bet Stadium. Is that the one that at at Racers Park? To be honest with
1: you, of all the finals games this week, this is the one I care about the least.
2: Yeah. By the way, it's sold out.
0: All but right. how many? What is it? Like twelve <laughs> seats? What's the story? Nine people. <laughs> Nine people. A for the. I'll start that again. $1. It sold. It sold out. Like what? Eleven and a half thousand. Sold out. A dollar seventy-one for the Sharks. Two dollars fifteen for the Cowboys. Apparently, there was a technical glitch for the for the tickets of that game as well. The Cowboys versus the uh,
1: Sharks. That's an airline glitch. None of them are coming down. Hello.
2: Yeah, here
0: we go again. Is he fucking serious?
2: To all our listeners out there, Johnny's at it again. Now he's, uh, no. no, he's taking work phone calls as we speak.
0: So who is this?
2: Uh, Trent Robinson. Anyway, back to what we are saying about South Support. Yeah, no, yeah.
0: Well, the Prime Minister's going to have to make that request to me personally, otherwise I won't be doing anything.
1: They're fucking, he took a phone call. He actually yeah, South took, South took a response. fucking phone, call, phone, phone call. call from a fucking
2: a, a scam site during the fucking, anyway. No. Well,
0: I was trying to clear something up with work today. I thought it might have been related.
2: I don't know if you want to agree with me or not. So, Cronulla play at points bet, stadium, right? That's a suburban ground and Penrith suburban ground. If you're a 15, 18 or whatever year member, why aren't you allowed to get first preference on your seat? Why don't the members of that of Cronulla allowed, or Penrith allowed to sit in their seat? I know friends of ours who are Cronulla supporters rang up In the first 10 minutes, right, they got tickets, but they're on the opposite side of where they sit for the last probably 15, 20 years. They're in the concourse section, and they're not even under shelter. They're on on the opposite. So someone else is sitting in in their seat who who they pay 500 bucks a year for, right, and just winged it. And grab their seat. I understand. I don't. I don't. I don't get it.
1: I understand that semi-final tickets are more expensive than regular season tickets. Yeah, but tickets. that's fine. That's but, fine. But ask the member. I that, agree. Do you want to pay? Ask that person that who is a member. Do you want to sit in your seat? It's your seat. It's the finals game. The seats are two hundred dollars.
2: Do you, you want, want it, it, or can we unsell it to somebody else? That's, that's fair. It should happen like that. It absolutely should. It happens to me in, in in every year. Right? To any to anyone. They just The members who have been a member for 15, 20, 10 years, don't sit in their seats. Sorry, do not whinge. Do not complain. This is a perfect example of they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. They don't care about you. (laughs)
0: They They don't, and nor do I.
2: I don't understand how a member of that club doesn't get first preference.
0: I'll
1: tell you how. Just sit in their seat. I'll tell you how. They can make more money by selling. They can still sell you a cheap seat, but they can make more money by selling it (laughs) to somebody else. I know they should give you the first
2: option. I totally agree. Yeah, but if they, if if you're not going to buy, it, they're going to sell it. So so they're not losing. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah, if totally. like boys,
0: The Sharks are at a dollar seventy-one. The Cowboys are two dollars fifteen. Where do we see this one?
2: I think uh, the Cowboys should win this game. Man, I've got I've got the I've got the Cowboys getting close to like the grand final because if they can win this game, they 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 play
0: a prelim up at Townsville. And it's they... a big one, though, because it's away. It's an away game for the Cowboys. Yeah, but they're
1: going to play a prelim up at Townsville if they lose or win. If they lose, they're playing a prelim up at Townsville against South or the Roosters. Where? No.
2: They go to,
1: if they lose, they got a week two. If they lose, they play next week. Yes. Against either
0: the, the winner win the... of
2: South or the Roosters.
0: Yeah, but
1: if they Correct. win, they do get a home semi, but it'll be against uh, Melbourne or, so... or
2: the Melbourne game. The winner of the... So why are they entitled to play a prelim in week three if they lose week one? They're not. But if they lose week one, they'll still get a home semi. No, but that's what I'm saying. Why why are they entitled if, to get a prelim if they lose week one in week three? Because they're the highest finishing side. If they're going to play a side that finished below them, they'll always get a home semi. That's
0: the benefit of finishing in the top four, Chris.
1: That's
2: the fringe benefits of finishing well, in I've the got top four. them. I've got them winning and winning this week probably like with a good margin, they'll win this week. I sharks think... will go out in two. Cowboys will go out the following week. Look, the sharks have had a good season, but I, I just seen on the weekend they, they they're still in and out of like games. They're a bit clunky. Oh,
0: I'm not sure, guys. I'm, I'm 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 tipping it the other way. I think it's going to be a close one. I just don't think that the Cowboys travel very well, and when they are playing a top eight slash in this case top four side, I think it's going to be a big ask for them to yeah, take but, this one out. But
1: the same could be said of the of the Sharks. Both the same sharks could be. And the Cowboys. Have played lower sides than them all year,
2: as opposed to top four, or top eight sides. Can I be, can I be quick and I just I'll, I'll show them bass before we started. Cronulla's run from round twelve to round twenty three, right? They lost to the Roosters, they beat the Warriors, they beat the Titans, they beat the Bulldogs, they they beat Melbourne. That was the most convincing one,
1: right? Yeah, was that during Origin when they beat? I think Melbourne? that was during Origin. They don't count
2: yeah. that they one. They lost to Penrith. They beat. The bunnies by one, right? And South had a chance to win that game. They beat us. They beat the Tigers and they beat Manly. They've played no one. So, so, so they, they like that's why I was trying to tell you guys during the year they, they've they had a bit of a soft run. They've a they've you know, had that's a very 10 soft. ten weeks. And so have the Sharks. That's ten weeks of playing seven out of uh, eight out of the eight sides. At seven sides that aren't even in the eight. And the good sides and the the good sides they come up against. They played an understrength Penrith side. They just beat South and they got and they and they got belted by the Roosters.
0: You know? uh, all right. Well, so in that case, um, I, you guys obviously going for the Cowboys. Playing, I think playing it's playing going those. to be a Sharks win, but I think it's going to be a very close game, and I'm purely picking on the home ground. If it was the other way around, if this was up in North Queensland, I'm picking a North Queensland Cowboys. And to finish off the first week of the finals, the second elimination final, the Sydney Roosters versus the South City dollar fifty five versus $2.44. You guys are just embarrassing. Is. You do get a few players back. To Suwala Eatley comes. <laughs> can you put Who? You racist. What, oh, what, Suwali'i. Su- Is it Suwali'i? <laughs> su- <clears throat> Tupo comes back. Victor Radley's back.
1: How do you pronounce that guy that plays in the background? Why are you guys? joking? How do how you say that one? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no. You can't say that. Don't make fun of our boys, bro.
0: Ah, bad news for the Rabbits fans. Mamazoulas is not named. Um, bet you guys are glad to hear that one, Bass. Can't believe you guys beat a team with Mamazoulas playing. Hey, he scored for you, sir. Mm. All right, boys. fifty-five for the Roosters, $2.45 for the Rabbitos. Um, What's your comfort factor like here, Bass, rather than who do you think going to win?
1: Um, look, it's going to be a bash fest and... Uh... I do believe we uh, are weak in the centres. I don't believe both Hutchison and Momorowski are your best choice at centres, but that's what we have available. And um, if we are weak anywhere, it's in that position.
0: Understood. And um, I've got to be honest with you, I, I kind of like our back line at the moment with the simple fact that Jackson Polo is out, Alex Johnson on one wing, and uh, Tane Milne, uh, who I actually rate, And, of course, Isaiah Tass and Campbell Graham are in the centres, which I think is quite strong. Where do you see this game being won or lost with the roosters bats?
1: I think we need to uh, make an impact with our forwards. If you can shut down Souths' go-forward and um, make their backs try and earn earn their yardage, it'll uh, go a long way to helping us win. Because the Souths' wingers... in in particular, aren't exactly eaters. So No,
0: uh, which is why I like Tane Milne in that spot, because he is one person that does fit that bill. And it's exactly what you guys did on the weekend, by the way, just bash us up the middle and kick to the edges, and you did that really well. But the thing is, will that work again this weekend? I don't know. My comfort level, Chris, by the way, from you, because I know you're an honorary Roosters fan at the moment, if the Roosters win or lose this, where's it going to be?
2: Like Bass said, I I think they're a bit weak in the centres, because I said to Bass... Before the podcast, I wasn't really too happy about having Drewy there, but obviously Trent knows a bit more than than I, so he must have a game plan there. Maybe shifting Drew back into the second row and shifting someone else in the centers to combat that. I know Luttrell as well for South. He's going to come out firing. I know that, but I think the forwards of of the Roosters are just a bit bit more better go forward than the Bunnies. And if you can get if the if they can combat that South's full pack, then obviously the back three. Are going to struggle, and we saw that last week from Latrell. You know, he, everything was banked on him trying to get a back start the set, but he couldn't.
0: I also understand that um, Latrell Mitchell isn't going to uh, the farm this weekend and is actually going to train with the side. That could help. That could make a difference. Congratulations,
2: well, by the Actually, way.
0: actually being part of the team, it'd be interesting to see as a concept whether that works for him or not.
2: You guys re-signed your halfback today.
0: Until twenty twenty-five. You happy? No, no, I actually. <laughs> Me, okay, okay. Well, actually, Chris, it's a very good it's a very good point to bring up then, because if you look at us this year, at the moment, I'm looking at the two teams. I think it's going to be a hell of a game this weekend. I think either team could win. I think um, it's more likely that the Roosters will win, but the other thing that I believe as well is I believe that the Roosters can actually go all the way to the grand final, Southside in that position, not with Ilias as a halfback. If we had Adam Reynolds there, I would say this is a different scenario. But we don't have Adam Reynolds there. We've got Lachlan Ilias.
2: Well, the only thing that's going to slow the Roosters down on winning premiership is their injury toll. You know? Well, it's already begun. You know, with Lindsay Collins and uh, Tupinua and... Uh, When's
0: Collins back, Collins. by the way? Uh, grand final. Grand if, final if, you it, if you make the grand final, that's when he's back.
1: Yeah, and apparently Joseph Manu as well.
0: Yeah, that's a big loss. And, and can you guys... If you beat us on the weekend, can you go that next step without both of those guys? Manu's, Manu's a massive out because Manu, and I said this earlier on in you know, the season, is I, I rate him in my top five players in rugby league at the moment. And to have that missing from his team is a massive out.
1: Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree.
0: You guys obviously go on the roosters. I'm going and I am tipping South Sydney. It'd be interesting to see what happens on the other side of this one, and it's a real shame that we can't get together. I don't know how I'm going to be feeling at the end of this week. I'm still testing positive for COVID now, but I would love to be with you and watch this game. Were
2: you, were you originally going to the game? Uh,
0: this one? Yes. I would have made an effort to get to this one, absolutely. No, you
1: have, there's no tickets for you guys.
0: <laughs> I, I, would have made, I would have made an effort. Don't, it doesn't sound like I would have been successful. Put the wrong code.
1: Our 3,000 fans have bought all the seats that they're going to just put... One toe in each seat.
0: A lot going on. Obviously, there's a lot that we did want to discuss that we're not going to talk about with other teams because it's got nothing to do with this weekend. Let's put a pin in that one for a podcast down the track. Good luck to your teams this week, of course, unless you are playing the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and that means you two schmoes. And um, hello, sweetheart. (laughs) Bass's dog has just entered the screen. Anything from you guys before we tap out?
2: Get better. I don't know if it's going to get better for you between now and Sunday. But um, I know there's a lot of friendly banter that goes backwards
1: and forwards between us all year. But honestly, what a luck. cracker. What good, a cracker. Good luck this weekend, k
0: Yeah, good luck, boys. Good luck, Chris, because I know you're a Roosters fan now. All I'm week. Johnny k Roos. Good luck to your teams this weekend. And I mean that to everybody, except for the Roosters.
1: Yeah, we tease him a lot, because we got him on the spot. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome. Back.